Welcome to Episode 8 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. George, I hear a lot of salespeople complain that people don't want to buy anything. I think that's rubbish. That's a strong statement. You know what? I'm going to go further and claim that people love to buy. Okay, you're going to have to convince me on that one. All right. To start with, last year, Amazon and Walmart alone had over $790 billion in sales. You know, we even have a term for the fact that people like to spend money and buy things, retail therapy. <laughs> and just think, Dave Ramsey's company makes over $100 million a year helping people get out of debt from all the stuff they've bought. Well, all that's true, but there are plenty of salespeople with low closing ratios. How do you explain that? People hate to be sold. You know, they hate those pushy, sleazy sales. And sales feels that way, and there's no relationship. And I think that's why the closing ratio across all industries is a pitiful 19%. You know, look, there are only three ways to increase your agency's revenue. You get more clients, you increase the transaction value, and you keep clients around longer. All three involve a better marketing and sales process. Instead of a process that focuses on extracting value, we need to build one that exchanges value. Then the client feels like they walked away with as much or more value than what they gave you in payment. That makes sense. So how do we establish and build that kind of relationship we need to make the sales process feel like an exchange of value? Well, it's interesting because it goes back to how we form our personal relationships, too. So, George, I'm guessing you didn't propose to your wife on the first date, did you? Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) And you probably didn't ask her what she wanted to name your kids when you first met. Definitely not. Yeah, because that would have been creepy, right? (laughs) Exactly. So, there's a man named Desmond Morris, and he studied intimate relationships and determined that there are 12 stages of intimacy. So, this gets a little PG, but stay with me here. So... (laughs) The first stage is eye to body. We see somebody. Um, Then the second stage is we make eye contact, right? Third is voice to voice. We actually meet them. We speak with them. Fourth, hand to hand. You shake hands or maybe you hold hands. Arm to shoulder. And then the sixth step, the uh, arm to waist or back. So it's the hug. And frankly, this is about as far as, uh, hopefully, as any business relationship goes. But, you know, we have a lot of personal relationships with people that, We now are at this stage, right? Um, Correct. Then number seven is where we really, this is the true intimate relationship. It's mouth to mouth, so you got the kiss going. Um, Then hand to head, which I know you might think that that's maybe earlier, but if you think about how personal it feels when someone puts their hand up to your head, it's really, uh, that has to be someone you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Step nine is hand to body. 10 is mouth to body in general. 11 is mouth to, I call it 
unmentionable, so we won't go in any deeper into that. <laughs> and then step 12 is the bow chicka wow wow, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think back, you know, that's probably uh, the stages of your relationship, you know, with your spouse or your significant other or, um, you know, whoever, uh, who of our listeners are thinking about. You know, and here's the thing. He determined, Desmond Morris determined that there was a 90% failure rate when steps were skipped or reordered. And this is crazy. If two or more steps were skipped, it was considered assault. Mm. So now let's take that over to what I call creepy business dating. So that starts out with, hi, you don't know me, but I paid to get your phone number, your email, your contact information. That makes you feel weird already, right? Yes. Step two is I want you to I want you to um, get my product, and or otherwise let's have dinner, and then it's buy my product, and and you know that's kind of like talk about how many kids we should have. Yeah, you know I just walked up to you, and all of a sudden I'm asking you to make this big commitment to me, and you don't know me, so that's kind of creepy, isn't it? It is. So what are the steps we should go through to build a business relationship in a not-so-creepy way? Well, it's a process we call the customer value journey, which is made up of eight stages. So as a prospect and then a customer goes through these stages, they always feel like they're in control of the relationship. They aren't dragged through unwillingly. So what are the eight stages, Charlotte? All right. Well, let's step through them. We start with stage number one which is aware, and that could be awareness that they have a problem, that there's a solution for it, and that that your company is the one that has that. So um, they may come across that in perhaps a blog post or a podcast or a video. It could be an in-person meeting. Uh, It could be ads. Um, And, you know, in digital ads, the big four would be Facebook, Google, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, In the business world, LinkedIn may also apply for some people. But it's, it's that initial... Um, knowing that they have the problem. For example, most people know about the problem of needing insurance, and they know that this insurance is a solution, although there may be types of insurance they don't know are available yet. But, for example, everybody knows that auto insurance exists and that they need it. What they may not know is that you're a great provider of that particular solution. So that's, that's the awareness phase. And then second, we go into what we call the engage phase. And that's the question of how do we turn a glance into a stare? So it could be done with content marketing that centers around a prospect. And I say prospect and not you because you want them, they're thinking about themselves and you want to enter into that conversation, not talk about you all the time. Just like when you meet someone new, you always want to ask questions about them, right? You want to uh, engage them. Could be videos that answer questions. Could be, you know, case studies, which are great for commercial clients. What you don't realize is many of the purchasing decisions they make other than insurance, they see case studies, you know, for office equipment or software. So a case study is a great way to engage uh, people when they're first starting to learn about you. And then the third stage is subscribe. And this is where they give you their contact information with permission to follow up. So maybe they download a report on or some information on your website. Maybe they go through a, a mini class that you've got or, you know, a seminar that you give, a webinar you give, anything like that. The, uh, the next, once they've done that, so you've got their information, but... Um, 
you know, particularly in the insurance world, because so many times it's a large purchase, the next stage, which is convert, is actually a micro-commitment stage. And for most insurance agents, this isn't when they buy their first policy, but it is when they stop and give you their time. So the micro-commitment stage can be time or money. So it might be meeting with you to discuss an insurance program. It might be, um, in some cases, it might be a lower-cost introductory insurance product. Maybe you sell pet insurance as a way to get into the personal lines market. Sometimes people get to the stage and they don't buy. And so they essentially just go back to the engage stage. They need to learn more about you. They, they need to spend more time um, reading about who you are and how you help people and, you know, what you know. And they, they just not, don't quite trust you yet. And that's fine. That can happen. It's not, it's not a crisis. It doesn't mean they, they've gone away forever. But the important next stage after the convert, once they've given you their time or perhaps their money, you want this excite stage. So this is where you want to get that aha moment. And the aha moment is, you know, the ah is the wonder. It's when they go, wow, you know, and ha is that understanding. And they're like, oh, yeah, I see why I need to not buy the lowest limits on my liability coverage. Or, oh, yeah, I see why I also need um, cyber liability. I can't, you know, it could be whatever. They just suddenly it's like the light goes on. And at this time, they see your product provided by you as a must-have instead of a nice-to-have. And, you know, some couple of companies that do this very interestingly, um, Twitter does it. Twitter figured out that if someone joins Twitter and then they follow 30 people, they're likely to stay active on the platform. So that's the first thing they try to get you to do. Find 30 people you want to follow. Tesla does, does it with their, um, their launch uh, demonstration. So if you're going to buy a Tesla, they will put you in the car and they'll show you how the car goes from zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds. I, like I mean, that. <laughs> how could you not That's want the car after doing that? It's uh, just, yeah, don't put me in a Tesla. I mean, be end up buying one. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely would, you know, and you know, this could be a risk management strategy or how you do business differently. Maybe something you do that makes it a whole lot easier to do business um, then their current insurance agent, you know, and in fact, this is one of the things that InsureTech does really well. They've dealt with that customer experience that excites customers and gives them that aha moment. And so once they've gotten that, then they're ready to ascend. And ascend starts with your core offer. So, you know, that may be the insurance package that you sell. It could be a homeowner's policy. It could be a large commercial package policy. It's whatever that core offer is for that particular prospect. And, you know, there may be additional stages as they, that account rounds and they buy more coverage. Or maybe, you know, if you've got a CEO of a company, they also get their personal coverage from you. And so they ascend to where they have all of their business that you sell with you. And, you know, this account rounding gets every renewal is also an ascension because they're repeating the fact that they have trust in you. And year after year, the more trust they have in you, the less likely they are to leave. And, um, of course, you know, the excitement doesn't go away. You should still be exciting them as they buy more from you. They should hopefully get more impressed with you the more they do business with you and the more they spend time with you. And then we get to the seventh stage, which is advocate. And this is, you know, how we encourage our happy and successful customers to say nice things about us. You know, huge, huge thing. Anytime someone else says something about you, it carries so much more weight than if you say it about yourself. 
So it could be video testimonials. You can also get people to advocate you by wearing your swag, you know, whether it's um, a hat, a visor, a T-shirt, whatever. You may have swag that has your agency name on it that people do, people use and carry. Um, And then the final stage is promote. And that's when you turn your best and obviously most successful customers really into marketing partners. So you you have a a referral program. Hopefully it's formalized, a very formal program. These are your centers of influence often. So people that refer a ton of business to you. And these are people that don't just respond if someone says, who's your insurance agent? They actually say, they see somebody with a situation like, you know, you need to go talk to George because George can fix that problem for you. You know, or they're complaining about something. Oh, no, you need to go see George. The people that are proactively promoting your business for you. Um, it could also be some um, value-added resellers. It may be, you know, someone, this is a, a, one of the classic um, agreements or, or partners that insurance agents have are realtors. There are many realtors that actively promote a particular agency. So, so true. Yeah. So now you've gone from someone who is a stranger to now someone who is a super fan who really has almost become part of your agency because they're such a, a super promoter of you. So instead of being focused on getting the sale, you've spent this time focused on developing a long-term customer relationship, which ultimately produces a much higher revenue per customer for the agency. Yes, Charlotte, and that all makes sense. And with this system, the prospect really ends up almost asking you to sell them your product instead of you begging them to buy it. Yeah, exactly, because they see you, your product, as a must-have and not a you know, just something that someone else is trying to sell them, you know, and and one more thing, each marketing tactic you use through each of these stages should fit into the customer value journey, which is your marketing system. And that's key. It actually brings up one of the biggest mistakes I see agencies making with their marketing. What is that, Charlotte? It's what I call the half-built bridges syndrome. So, yeah. So say you've gone to an event or maybe you've read an article that says you need to use Facebook. So you jump in and create a Facebook page. You get a handful of followers and start posting riveting content like you can save money on your gas bill by lowering the thermostat in the winter. Riveting, riveting content. (laughs) (laughs) And you think, you know, you don't get any response and you think, I hate Facebook and it doesn't work. Well, you didn't build out the whole process in Facebook. You know, you didn't have, you didn't bring them from learning about you to being able to read more and start engaging with you and subscribe and then, um, converting and actually getting a sale. So, you know, you say Facebook doesn't work. Well, maybe you hear about content marketing. You need a blog. So you write an article or two. Same story. Nothing happened. I wrote articles. You know, money didn't flow into my agency. Nobody dropped off a packet of money. Oh, but wait, now it's video. So you record a few videos. And then it's like, oh, no, you need to have a free shredding event. You have to have a speaking event, et cetera, et cetera. And all those things are good. You know, in fact, we've identified over 70 possible bridges to get you from where you are to a reliable sales system that consistently produces income for your agency. And truthfully, almost any media can work. And unfortunately, everyone can fail as well if it's incomplete or it's applied to the wrong stage of the customer value journey. So, you know, what we do is help agents get one bridge working. And this is what I recommend. Get one bridge working, then use the revenue from that one to build a second bridge, one bridge at a time. How many bridges do you need? I don't know. It depends on how many different products you have. It depends on how many different markets you're in, what type of customers you have. But 
ultimately, the biggest thing is it doesn't need to be complicated. Big is good. Simple is good. Complicated, never good. <laughs> we like to keep things simple because <laughs> simple works. It does. And that sounds really smart, Charlotte. But how can listeners who want to learn more get in touch with you? Sure. They can go to nowpreneur.com, which is N-O-W-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. There's lots of great information there, including a fun little assessment that you can do to see where your marketing is and maybe what solutions are best for you. In addition, I'll also put a downloadable worksheet for the customer value journey in our show notes. You can find those show notes at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com forward slash 008. That is wonderful. We really appreciate you sharing that. I'm sure many of our listeners will be going there shortly. Thanks, George. And I look forward to talking to you in our next podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com, as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>